coffee, man, yeah. With Dan and Ryan, this is Walk the Line, and then I go like this, no I don't, yes I do, no I don't, yes I, peace! Okay, everybody, let me scoot the mic over here. Hello, 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 welcome to Walk the Line. My name is Dan Cryer, and with me, as always, is my very, very good friend, Ryan Smith. Ryan, say hello. Hello, everyone. It's nice to be back on Walk the Line. This is kind of a special episode for us, the Impact 89FM website is getting started this week, so that is where you will be listening to us from from here on out. That's right. Impact Sports is about to be born. Yep. You know, so, we've been very we've, exciting. We've times. been in the womb of Impact Sports for the last few weeks. We've been gestating and okay. the third okay, yeah, the point is <laughs> Impact Sports is coming and we're happy because we're here to have fun. You know, we're here, we, we have a family atmosphere, and every week we come, we have a really great time uh, talking to you. And since this might be the first time you're hearing it, since it's the update, this Walk the Line is what I call a statistical-based analytical sports prognostication show. Okay, we talk about the Las Vegas betting lines, but really we're analyzing scores and we're analyzing the statistics that go into maybe what the final score will be in terms of uh, how much a team might win or lose by and what the total combined scores are. We're here to talk sports and act like we know what we're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? Fake it till you make it. And I feel like we made it. So I'm a good faker. But you know what? <laughs> let me let me explain why. Because we're going to recap our picks from last week. So this week, you know, we're going to be talking about the, the the week seven of college football and week six of NFL. And But we're going to recap week six of uh, NCAA. And to put it lightly, it did not go well for us, Ryan. It didn't go well. And I'm just going to walk us through this really quick uh, because we both uh, rip, rip it off like a yeah, band I'm going to do this very fast. It was not pretty. The good news was I think we both had really good Sundays. And I, I know thanks to the Denver Broncos going over, I had a really good Sunday. Yeah, you were happy about 7 mm-hmm. o'clock. Man. Okay. But uh, uh, the way Michigan State-Iowa went, Ryan was completely correct and I was wrong. And we had uh, Max King um, here last week and he's going to be stopping by later today to talk about the Indiana game. But Max and I both thought that Iowa was going to win. It was going to be a low-scoring game, which it sort of was. The over-under was 38.5, and and the final score was 26-14. So it went over by uh, a point-and-a-half. But Ryan Smith over here, Ryan, just give yourself a little credit because Ryan picked Michigan State to win, and they won. You know, I'm the only one in the Michigan State radio station with any faith (laughs) in our football team. So I'm going to boast about that right now. Hey, and you know what? And and on Saturday, I went over to Ryan's apartment to watch the game, and, and I said, are you sure about this? And he showed me. He was pretty sure about this and in my mind I go man I, I, I didn't know Ryan was that that you know and I, and I thought some bad words in my head look who's right at the end as normal Ryan always anytime I get into a mono a mono with Ryan he comes out on top so well my smiling stops here okay go, go ahead and all right the rest so of it. here's the big mess of the week which which I, I always say that you know I, I don't like watching football games at Ryan's because there's too many glass objects there's a glass coffee table there's a glass dinner table I need to watch games in like a styrofoam house so I can karate chop wall and things like that. And everybody who's familiar with football and scores will know that Northwestern was losing by three points and covering the seven points. And then they did that stupid, let's just throw the ball around for some miracle that's impossibly not going to happen. The ball gets knocked in the end zone. Ohio State scores with zero seconds and wins 40 to 30, covering the spread and making me just want to just 
and I was I was watching the game somewhere else, and as soon as that happened, I go, Dan's gonna call me. Three, two, one. Uh huh. And Dan, he was so mad he couldn't even talk. He he said that he was a salmon sandwich or something. I, like no, you know what I said. You know what I said. I said it's feast or famine, and I just got served a famine sandwich. Yeah, that's I, what I said. I didn't even know what right? you said because you were just so angry, and it I was. was I was laughing. Saturday was such a famine sandwich. Like, I had absolutely nothing to eat. It was horrible. I felt horrible self-esteem. I I felt like I was the stupidest person in the world. All because Northwestern, all you had to do was just throw it down like a Hail Mary and hope. But they threw, like, a screen pass. It's going to make me angry. And and Ohio State covered. And there was an article the next day. I think you sent it to me. 100 million changed hands or something. Vegas said. On that play alone. On that play alone. And and just to go back, I'm mad because Northwestern was driving. It looked like they got the first down on a fourth down they reviewed it inconclusive evidence blah 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 blah. it it was just a bad angle because when the guy went into the pile Mm -hmm. you could never see where he went and it was just a terrible spot to begin with and oh and just to say ryan did pick ohio state to cover so this was another one ryan got right so ryan has two right and i have zero right but guess what after this we're all wrong pretty much well i'll get to the one that i got right okay so i i said northwestern was going to cover the seven but lose and he had ohio state winning by 10 exactly 41 31 so once again ryan super duper expert great job now the game that i really like to go over which did go over it was uh finished at 34 to 31 was washington at stanford and we were sweating that one out too there was a late yeah you know late score there that washington did punch one in late and washington had a chance to with the ball back to win the game but but i said that stanford was going to win and not cover ryan had stanford uh winning and covering so i was right about that one yeah and, but we really we, just liked the over yeah i said 38 34 he said 42 34 and really we did now again a team that i cannot and i'm glad they have a bye week because i don't want to look like an idiot again is the illinois fighting Illini. they played at nebraska I said, they're, of course, they're going to cover the nine points. Nebraska doesn't have a quarterback. It didn't matter. Illinois didn't tackle anyone. They lost 39-19. Yeah, I'll let you talk me into that yeah, one. Yeah, don't ever listen to me. And Anybody, if I talk about Illinois fighting line, I just ignore me and say, oh, he's – or just do the opposite because I've been wrong every single time about them, every single time. And so this week they're playing nobody. I think they're going to actually play somebody probably this week. <laughs> That's how wrong I am. So – Moving on, uh, Arizona State played at Notre Dame. Both Ryan and I agreed on the score, 31-24. Guess what? Notre Dame, and the game was played in Texas. We didn't get that information, so it was really? in it was See, in Jerry Jones even, Stadium. I didn't even turn the game on. You know just... what? Yeah, yuck, 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 yuck. Notre Dame won the game. We're both wrong. Let's move on. Okay, and you know what? That was it for NCAA. So the bottom line was I went one for five. Ryan went two for five, but we're talking about spreads. He and I know over-unders a lot, so if you want to know where, where we are the experts, it's really the over-unders, to be honest. Yeah, we have a pretty good feel of how the game's going to mm-hmm. go. Maybe not... Like you said, that Ohio State game, there's a late touchdown or something yeah. like that, and it just, the spread The game was the over at that point. Uh, right. Over-under had been hit, so it was good. So, um, All right, so NFL, Brian and I both went three for six. Uh, New Orleans played Chicago. We both picked New Orleans to win and to go o- over. The game actually stayed under, so get this. We just said that we're good at over-unders, and the very next thing I tell you is that we were right about the spread and not the over-under. <laughs> so whatever. Okay. Gosh, man, I hate I, Murphy's I walk myself in right into every wall. Like, I just hit my head. Okay. Okay, Cincinnati played New England. I think the final score was 13-6. No one could have predicted. That game was yeah. pouring buckets. I don't know if yeah. you watched watching, yep. but Brady couldn't even hold on to the ball. We both had New England to win and the game to go over, so there was a double wrong. Another one that stayed way under was uh, the Green Bay Packers beat the Detroit Lions 22-9. I mean, Megatron was out of the game, so we didn't know that last week. We predicted that that the, the Lions would, would cover, but, uh, you know. Yeah, the Lions scored a touchdown, and they had nine, and they just went for two 
just to miss it so that they didn't even deserve to score double digits. Yeah, so and Calvin Johnson was injured, so and a, we, we were that, completely that wrong about head game. Now, here's where we were right, and we were both right because we picked an underdog, which I want to get my underdog here today. So we both picked the underdog, which was the Indianapolis Colts, and we both picked them to win by three. They ended up winning by six, 34 to 28. That was a great game, Great too. game, man. And Seattle's a good team still, but Indianapolis looks like they have something going on, man. They're looking good. So Ryan and I both predicted Indianapolis to win 24 to 21. The game went over, but we had it going over. So we were double correct on that one. Nice job. Another one where we were double correct uh, was Kansas City minus three at Tennessee. At kickoff, it was Kansas City minus one, but Ryan was almost perfect. He picked 26-16. The final score was 26-17. I had 20-13. to Yeah, that line so, just made no sense with no Jake Locker. Yeah, and Kansas City's looking good. 5-0. and We're going to talk about them shortly. And then the final one, uh, uh, Denver played at Dallas, and I ended up not bothering with the spread on Sunday, but uh, last week I said that Denver was going to cover. Ryan thought they were going to cover by 17. Dallas really stayed wow, in that game. They, yeah, they played awesome. Final score was 51-48, and we were laughing at the over-under at 56. I mean, that was hilarious. Denver scored 51 on their own. Yeah, I believe it was almost hit at halftime yeah, or something like that. It was but, beautiful. And you know what's funny about that game is no matter how well Tony Romo will ever play, he's always there to throw an interception at the right end of the game. Right at the end of the game. So, right, it was horrible. I, and I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Dallas Cowboys, so like, and Tony Romo thinks he's really awesome, so enjoy being 2-3 and three in first place. I mean, that, that division is Man, terrible. Should, yeah. Send okay. them to London. Exactly. All right, so let's spin through some um, NCAA football games for Week 7. So now let me – I just got a text on my phone. We have a guest coming in, and that guest is going to be a guest that we had last week. So let me go get the door. Hang on one second, and then we're going to talk NCAA football. So hang on one second. All right. Well, Ryan, that was interesting, and it uh, just goes to show that from week to week, we kind of always have the same problems. So now, just as I bestowed on it a person before – this week, we have not a special guest. We have what's known as a double special guest. So, allow me to go get the door really quick. Hold on a second. They're all special, Dan. They are. And and I can't get the door. One second. Let me get it again. Okay. Th- actually, that's just my back. I have a sore back today. So... Welcome to the show. Welcome to Walk the Line. Uh, I would like to say hello again for the second week in a row to Mr. Max King. Ryan, say hello to Max. Welcome back, Max. It's always good to have you on. This experience is sublime. (laughs) Nice, nice. How you doing this week, man? You have a good week? I'm doing great. I actually saw uh, Dan Cryer rolling down the streets of East Lansing today in his in his whip, and he it's was looking a, good. It's enough to make your day, isn't it? Yeah, he was looking really good. I was on my little moped and made me feel like a peasant. You know, it's funny because I know that Max does have a moped, and there, I had this uh, mental thing where I was going to, in my mind, I dreamt it up. I said, I'm going to find him. He's not going to know it's me, and I'm going to sneak up on him and honk or something. But then I was like, then I would cause some accident, and it would be horrible. So I'm just going to be nice and wave to you if I ever see you. I appreciate that. You know what's better than seeing Dan in his car is Dan when he doesn't know you see him and he's doing his power walk (laughs) up the sidewalk so you you can see him from a mile away like Dan's got somewhere to be right now. (laughs) He's got good form. Those are long strides. He's got good form. That's great. Well, thank you. I'm glad that people are keeping a good constant tab on me on campus. It's okay. This is good. You guys, I think that proves one thing, that I'm always in motion around this campus going from place to place. Absolutely. So it's good. So, all right. Well, before we get going on this week, I would just like to remind Max of the recap that Ryan and I did a little bit earlier. 
And um, just to put it, um, I guess, as nice as I can, Max, you're now an official member of Walk the Line because your prediction was absolutely wrong last week. We've all been there. We've it's all been there. Feels tremendous. But you know what? I was wrong too, so don't worry. The only right person, like we talked about, it was Ryan, and you I think guys we have no faith. No we, faith. <laughs> we have to learn to trust Ryan, and, and I guess learn to trust Michigan State. But just to do a quick recap of what Max uh, was talking about with us last week, uh, Michigan State was one and a half point favorites at Iowa. Uh, Max helped break down the game, and uh, Max's call was that Iowa was going to win the game sixteen ten, keeping it under the thirty eight and a half. Uh, uh, the final score was twenty twenty six fourteen, so it went over by a point and a half. I myself uh, said that I was going to win 16-13, but Ryan, uh, as we all know, uh, picked Michigan State to win and to cover, and so like kudos to Ryan, and I mean, you know, hey Max, that's how it goes, buddy. I'm I'm looking to get a win this week, looking to get on the board, I'm feeling confident. And none of us had that game going over, we thought, no way, and somehow it went two points over. Right, and it was the touch, I mean, we were pretty good, we we talked about Fedora, what's with my buddy Todd, and and he scored the first touchdown. He scored a touchdown, so it was, I mean, we we were right to know what to look for, but there was kind of a scoring barrage there at the end of the second quarter. Yeah, which two quick touchdowns yeah, kind of ruined the over. I know, and so um, so yeah, and so for everybody listening at home, the uh, you know you're used to Ryan and me, and and the reason I'm bringing Max in is because Max impressed me so much last week. He's like one of those video game characters that has all of the potions and magic tricks. He's he's the master statistician. So Max is bringing in his his bag of statistical analysis here to our show today. So what we're going to do is talk about. Uh, uh, this this Saturday's game, which is the se- you know week seven of college football, it's going to be uh, the Indiana Hoosiers coming to our house here at East Lansing to play Michigan State. And the spread in that game is Michigan State. It opened up as Michigan State minus seven and a half, and it has gone to Michigan State minus nine and a half. And the over under in that game is fifty three. So since Max is our double special guest, before Ryan and I get into uh, what we think about this game, Max, why don't you give me a little overview about what you're thinking going into this one? Absolutely. So basically what I'm looking at here, again, you know, I'm a stats guy Mm -hmm. and I'm looking at these two matchups and they're Jekyll and Hyde. Okay. Michigan State and Indiana pretty much do not match up evenly in any major category. And what I mean by that is you look at offense. Indiana has a fantastic offense. They're second in total offense in the Big Ten averaging about 440 yards a game on the offensive side of the ball, which is very good, and it's something we're not used to seeing from a football team in Bloomington. So I look at that and I say, okay, wow, this is, on paper, this is the best offense that Michigan State's going to see all year. Okay, whether that's true or not, we'll find out. But then I look at the other side of the ball, then their defense last in the Big Ten in total defense. Absolutely the, the worst team defensively in the Big Ten. And so right there, I as soon as I see that, I don't have to look too much more into it. But I will, because that's what that's what I do. Right, okay. Right. So I mean Michigan State, we honestly I don't even know where to exactly rank them. I don't even want to look at the stats. It's hard to tell what they're gonna do offensively. It's I hard would to agree say if they're average, below average, above average, because we really haven't had a a consistent kind of a consistent line to to judge them on. They've been up and down too. But when I look when when I think about this game and maybe past games in a similar situations, pro or college, good defense always trumps 
good offense, in my opinion. Yeah. I think specifically to a, a Super Bowl, the, ta- the last time the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with John Gruden, your man, John That's Gruden, right. the He's visor, man. <laughs> the visor was uh, was coaching the Bucks. It was the best defense against the best right, offense when they beat the Raiders, and the defense absolutely dominated. Yep. It was no joke. And then from then on, I thought, wow, maybe defense does trump good offense. So I look at that and I say, okay, the defense is going to have a challenge. But after seeing what they did to Iowa, who, yes, isn't the best team in the Big Ten offensively, but, I mean, Iowa didn't get a first down until almost almost the second half. It was like lockdown. There was five minutes. uh Exactly. There was five minutes left in that second half. And this is a Big Ten team, and they hadn't gotten a first down yet. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, you know, know, Jake Rudock goes 11 for 11. There was a a lapse there, definitely. We're we're wondering what's even happening anymore, but... Um, so I look at that. The scoring offense, Indiana, is also good, too. They're fourth in the Big Ten, about 30 points a game. But at the same time, I look at that, and th- those are good offensive numbers, yet they're 3-2, and two, and all those games are, were at home for them. This is their first road game. So, I mean, if you're fourth in scoring in the Big Ten, second in total offense, you have a quarterback who's up there in the top tens, um, especially with your boy Nathan Shieldhouse. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder how how are you three and two right now? It's not like you, you were not. I mean, they did have they did have an impressive one. Do not get me wrong; that was an impressive win over Penn State last week, right? Which we're going to get to now. I'm going to push pause on Max for a second because I do want Ryan to talk a little bit because I'm going to come back to you for for what you think of the score and everything and and for a little more analysis if you want. But Ryan, talk about the 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 teams that Indiana's played this season because he has mentioned there have been home games, but look look at the competition they've had. What look. Well, I'm going to start off with their two losses. They lost 41-35 to Navy, so kind of a shootout there. Mm-hmm. And then they lost at home to Missouri, who you know we'll see a lot of you know what they're really about this weekend. Yeah. And they lost uh, 45-28 at home to them. They've beaten you know you mentioned the impressive win versus Penn, Penn State, State 44-24, Bowling Green at home 42-10, and then they won 73-35 over Indiana, Indiana State. State. Yeah. So. Uh, Tough to get a read on this Indiana team so far. We'll find a lot out Saturday. Right. And then I guess the question, and I'll ask Ryan, and then, and then I'll, Max, I want your opinion on this, but really is because Penn State lost 34-31 at home to Central Florida. Central Florida proved to be a pretty decent team. They held they, they had a lead on South Carolina, and then they scored a very late touchdown to cover the spread, still losing by three. But Central Florida defeated Penn State, and then Penn State goes into Indiana. I think they were leading 17-14 or something at one point. Indiana really went on a barrage because I know Indiana went up 45-17. So the question I have for you, Ryan, it, do you think Penn State is just one of these like subpar teams that Indiana feasted on, and it was just maybe it's a, such a down year for Indi- uh, for Penn State that it made Indiana look good? You know, sadly, I think it is. Penn State hasn't looked that good this year. They play Michigan at home. Who Mich- We're going to get to that later. Mm-hmm. Michigan's only minus one and a half or two. Or I know. Yeah. I don't know what it is. So that's an interesting line there, especially with Penn State being so questionable. I think the thing to look for in this game is which team is going to control the tempo. Yeah. You know, because Indiana wants to go, 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 and we want to, you know, kind of chew some clock, and we're going to want to play defense and kick our field goals. And so which team is, if they come out and score, a touchdown on their first three drives. We're as Michigan State fans are sitting, going, "Uh oh, can we mm-hmm. can we keep up with them offensively?" But if our defense 
can do their job and do what they've been doing all year long, I think it's going to be a fun Saturday for Michigan State fans. Okay, well, let me throw this back over to Max, and it's going to be a two-pronger, Max. So just I, I, I want your opinion on Penn State because it's my opinion that really Indiana beat a subpar opponent that we were putting too much stock in Penn State. We didn't really account for the fact that they had lost at home to Central Florida. And then on top of that, uh, so give me a little bit about, about Penn State. But really, in my estimation, Michigan State is going to control the tempo in this game because Indiana hasn't stopped. And Michigan State doesn't have the pass offense to really go down the field unless they have to with kind of like the trick plays or whatever they ran against Iowa. But I can see Michigan State really doing the ball control on Indiana tomorrow or on Saturday. And so so what do you think about Penn State and what do you think if Michigan State can really just establish a run game and run all over them all day? Well, I, I do think, yeah, Penn State is, is not who we thought they were. They're subpar. But I think we might be creating a little more I don't know, excuse, excuse the loose term, subpardness uh-huh. into Penn State because no one's used to Indiana really winning a whole lot. So when you see a team, Indiana's having an up year, no doubt about that. So when you see a team like that who's finally having an up year and you see them beat an opponent, a pretty worthy opponent in the Big Ten, you automatically, I think you start to say, well, how you don't say, how good is Indiana? You say, how bad is Penn State? Exactly. And so... Um, I, I don't. I don't think it's fair to say that Penn State is. You know, they're really under the decline this year. I don't think they were. You know, obviously they're not where they are. They were last year, a few years ago. I thought last year they. You know, they they did what they could with what they had. Um, but I mean, I think that they're not probably as bad as we think, but they're definitely not as good as we thought at the beginning of the year. And getting to your second question. Mm-hmm. The, the tempo thing, and that is a really big key because Michigan State loves to hold the ball. They're one of the top in the Big Ten. Indiana does not hold on the ball on there. They have they hold the ball the least. They want to the score. They want to exactly. score quick. They want. They mm-hmm. they are very 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 underlined very poor man's Oregon. They remind me of Oregon yeah. in, in the fact that they like to hold, run the ball up and down. Except those you know quick Oregon. Screens. Oregon also likes to play a defense, which Indiana has lacked. So, um, but as far as the tempo goes, oh, it's key. And to me. The rushing game is going to be very interesting because Michigan State, they don't, they're not great rushing, but they have potential, we all see. But Indiana's also last in rush defense. That's what I was going to ask they, you. They do yeah. not, they, and so they do not, I mean, their defense is bad to begin with, but you know, if you're wondering if Connor Cook can struggle, I think it's going to be really interesting what Langford, Nick Hill, Riley Bulla, and company can do. So I look at the run game, and that's a great way to control tempos, the run game, like you mentioned mm-hmm. um, in your question. So I want to look at the at the rushing and see what can they do because if they can run the ball, and we've seen it against good teams too, Michigan State runs the ball well, the game itself goes well. Because we all know the, 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 the old adage, if you run the ball to pass the ball. So yeah, I want to see what actions, the run. Yeah. I want to see what the run game does. And to me, honestly, and we'll get into a second. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of this, but to me, this game is not as close as maybe the stats or even you know the the lines say. Okay, well, let's get into. I mean, what do you want to add, yeah, Ryan? I'm, I'm just going to jump in for those of you listening at home. I feel like there's a lot of hesitation here from us, and for me, I know. It's simply because we don't know what we're going to get out of Michigan State yet. Yeah. And the the points we see that Indiana scored, for me, it scares me because we don't know how this game's going to go. We like to control the pace. We like to run the ball. We're not going to be able to run the ball if we're down 14 nothing when mm-hmm. the game starts. So as a Michigan State fan, I think there's a lot of hesitation going into this game. Max is right. It's probably going. It seems a lot closer going into the game simply because I think Michigan State fans are nervous. They don't know what they're going to see. Yeah. How good is this Indiana offense really? We're about to find out. How good is the Michigan State defense really? Mm-hmm. We're, we're about to find out. 
So as the as we move into Big Ten season now, we're gonna we're really starting to answer some questions early with some of these uh, lesser opponents, I guess you would call them in the Big Ten. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to this then. Let's 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 wrap up this one because I want to get to the other NCAA games and stuff like this. And Ryan, I think just like you, you deserve the home field advantage. So why don't we start with Max? And since Ryan was the winner of last week's Michigan State pick, let's start with you, Max, and see what, what do you think the game's final score is going to be. I'm going to go final score. I'm going to go 34 to 17. And this is why I say that. Okay. Another factor with is Michigan State winning. With Michigan State winning, mm-hmm. excuse me. Yes, thank you. You're, you're back on the bandwagon. I'm back <laughs> on the bandwagon. 34 to 17 because I look at the Indiana team. They have 10 seniors on that team. They've started up to four true freshmen, maybe five. Correct me if I'm wrong. Might be five as well. So they're young. It's their first road game. And I think that this defense is that good. I think, honestly, when I say 17, I was thinking about it earlier. I thought that was a little nice as far as Indiana. I think it could be less than that. But I'm going to go 17 because they they do have a good offense statistically. I think this defense is that good. I think they're going to shut them down to under 20 points. And you combine that with a bad defense, I think Michigan State can score over 30. All right. Well, okay. And the the way I kind of go... I squeeze those, both those in. So what I what I think is that Michigan State is going to win the game. I do not see Michigan State covering the nine and a half points. I think it's going to be closed in a little bit from both directions. I don't think Michigan State's going to get into the 30s, not because maybe they can't. I think they're going to just want to control the ball and kick those four field goals. <clears throat> I really like the the 26 that we had last week. You know, two touchdowns, four field goals. So I'm going to say Michigan State's going to score 26, and I'm going to go with Indiana a little bit higher. I'm going to say that Indiana uh, goes for two and misses it or something like that. What would that make? 21. Well, let's just say 26-20. Uh, 26-20. Let's go with that. Something screwed up for Indiana. So I'm going to go with Michigan State not covering and but winning, and I'm going with the under, which is at 53. So now let's get to the man of the hour, Ryan. What's really going to happen? Tell us. <laughs> a lot of people like to look at points when it comes to a game. I think a stat that's overlooked in a lot of sports is points per possession, even in basketball. It, it's all about the flow of the game. So, yes, our defense is great, but I think – both teams are going to have a lot more possessions in this game just naturally yeah you know hopefully Michigan State controls the tempo but either way it's going to be faster paced than we're used to seeing so because of that and the bad defense I like Michigan State to get over 30 I have Michigan State winning 33-27 so not covering the nine and a half but going over in the game wow all right see so this is great because Max has Michigan State covering but staying under I have Indiana covering but staying under and Ryan has Indiana covering but the game going over so this is good guys so good job. Truly, this is nice yeah. I like this okay so uh all right well um you know I, as as I look forward to the game uh Michigan State I I I'm I want I, people will do have bad perceptions about it but the team is four and one if they get a win here it's five and one and then Purdue's coming to town the Korea following Saturday steam yeah so possibly six and one then they have an away game at Illinois possibly seven and one which leads to the November 12th game at Michigan or uh, here against Michigan here in it's Lansing, so that could be the the hour. So really, this is a game, and maybe you guys can comment on this. I mean, how big would it be to get to five and one, Max? I mean, it would be huge because I, I don't think no one, anyone really anticipated the season going this way based on the first couple uh, first couple games. So I think you can start to. I think this game is kind of the beginning of a snowball, a potential snowball, because you get you you had the Iowa win last week. You're kind of building off that Iowa win. And then if you can get if you can string an Indiana a Purdue win, I think in my in my humble opinion, I think that the Illinois game is actually 
something that I'm fearing that people are overlooking because it's at Illinois mm-hmm. and Nathan Shieldhouse has looked phenomenal this year. Illinois has played well Illinois at home. Illinois has, has played well at home and well in general. I thought they did. I thought they played well against Washington. And yeah. um, so I think that's going to be a, a much tougher game because, you know, the worst part of it is Michigan's the next week. So everyone looks at Michigan. Right. It's kind of like the Tigers are doing right now. They look over the eight. Maybe people look over the A's. They're oh, can we beat Boston? Can we beat so-and-so? Right. One it's at a time. same thing because Illinois, because because then you think about that. If you lose against Illinois, your momentum's gone. Yeah. So I do think this is a great a, a great thing for to go five and one. Um, but. I'm just concerned that we're overlooking, and you know, same thing with Purdue. Purdue, exactly. You could do the same thing with Purdue, but it would be huge. And like I said, it could be the start of us of a of a snowball effect. And so, and before we say bye to Max, and I, I want to get Ryan's thoughts on this. I I will say one good thing that happened was that Indiana did destroy Penn State because if Indiana loses to Penn State. Then or maybe it's even a close game. We're looking at we're looking at this Saturday and going, oh, that's a fifty-five ten. But now we're uh, I don't know. So, any, what do you want to say, Ry, just to wrap this up? This I one? mean, nothing other than Michigan State is a week-to-week team at this point. Uh-huh. No one knows what they're going to get. I don't think coaching staff knows what they mm-hmm. get. I think players don't know. I what think we're talking offensively. I mean, defense. Really? I, just even this week, with, okay. You know the the high-powered offense. I guess if you want to okay. call that of Indiana, just you got to get to five and one before you get to six and one. And okay. I think for Michigan State. You know, don't get frustrated early in the game. That's the way Indiana plays. You have to know that you're Michigan State and they're Indiana. It's a long game. Just yep. kind of stay and play your game, and hopefully you get to 5-1 and one and 2-0 and oh in the Big Ten. Cool. All right. Well, Max, thank you very much. Give me one of these. All right. And uh, you know what, Max? You're always welcome here, so let me get the door for you. And uh, is there anything you want to say before you depart? Uh, always a pleasure to be on Walk the Line. And, uh, you know, it's Old Brass Spittoon Week, best week in college football for all of America. It's a big week for college football. Cool. Thanks all right. for stopping in, Thanks, Max. Max. I'll thank see you. Let me get the door for you here. Bye, Max. All right, Ryan. See, so Max likes us. He came back, huh? He he likes he 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 really likes me. It, it is a pleasure to see. I, I met Max earlier in the summer, and uh, you know Max helps run Impact Sports, and you know you couldn't have a nicer guy. He just knows what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, he's all the done time. a great job in the station here so, for helping everyone out. Yeah, I just really appreciate Max stopping by. You know, so anytime anytime he wants to come by, Max King, you get over here. So. Let's get into the other games from NCAA College Football Week 7, which are going to be played on October 12th. Um, and the big game of the day, as usual, as per usual, are actually the, the two big games that we have are from the Southeastern Conference, the SEC. This one's a 3.30 game on CBS. The Florida Gators, without their quarterback, who's injured for the season, their starter, um, I think his name is like Slaker or something, who knows, don't like Florida. But they're at LSU, LSU's minus 7, and the over-under is 48. So, Ryan, just real quick, Remind everybody how many points LSU's been scoring, just to give a general sense. Tons. Tons of points. They like to run it up and down. Uh, Florida does not have their quarterback they started the year with. And they, they've kind of struggled. They had a close game with Toledo early in the year. Mm-hmm. LSU's one loss is to a Georgia team who was playing great when they ran into them. Georgia has some injuries now, so that you know they've kind of fallen off the table a little bit. We'll see how they play. We're going to get into their game next, I yeah, believe. Yeah. But 
um, yeah, LSU likes to get up and down and light up the scoreboard. Yeah. Okay. So I and just jumping from that, I mean, Florida, you know, a good team. We're not saying they're not not good. Who did, did Florida have a game last week? Because I'm getting Florida confused with the Georgia Tennessee game in my brain. So well, Ryan checks to see if Florida played last week. I know that LSU played Mississippi State and put like 59 points in the board. So LSU is is the team. They have their one loss that they suffered to the hands of Georgia in that up up and down 44 to 41 game. And so I think this is where LSU. Really steps up and says, you know what, we're going to make a run to see if we can, you know, really make a push if 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 Alabama slips up. So I'm thinking this game's going to go over. I'm thinking that LSU is going to cover. I think that they're going to be too much for Florida. So just I'm going to throw it. They're, they're going to score 44 points on their own, and Florida's going to be held to 34. So I'm going to go 44 to 34 LSU. I like the the 10 spread. I'm going LSU 37-27. 37-27. So we both have it going pretty well over. I mean, and that's just because LSU has shown th- that they can do it. And Florida put up 30 at home last week against Arkansas. Who's, ah, that's right. 30 you know, to 10. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so and then 24-31. So they've they've been putting up points too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so th- this one, I mean, the 7 points makes it a little tougher because it isn't a, a good conference battle, but really I like the over a lot in this game. Yeah, I think LSU is just a pretty good team this year too. They're in the SEC West. They're going to I'm excited to watch them play Alabama and contend for yeah. for that side of the division. Yep. Now the next game is going to be the Missouri Tigers who are ranked, they're undefeated, I believe. They're playing at Georgia and Georgia's minus 8 and the over under 64. And one thing that was kind of in our discussion that I really didn't mention with Max was Indiana got kind of r- run down hard by Missouri. Now, does that mean Missouri is great? I, I'm not sure. We're about to find but out. But we're about right? to find out. They're getting eight points on the road, and I like Missouri to cover that. I don't. I think Georgia's the team. They won last week on Tennessee by three. Barely in overtime. I, yeah, I really think that te- that that Georgia is going to be the team that's that's going to keep winning and winning and winning. But I don't think Georgia's going to be blowing anybody out. So I'm going to go with a, a, a high scoring affair. I'm going to go Georgia 38-34 in this one. I'm with you on that one. You know, Georgia is a great team. I, I've said it every week. I think. They even might make the national championship if yeah. they can somehow upset um, Alabama in the yep. SEC title game. Mm-hmm. Uh, relatively easy schedule moving here and out. They have Georgia Tech on the schedule. In Florida, they meet at a neutral site in, in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah. I like Georgia. Hopefully they're not looking ahead. Missouri's a tough read simply because of who they've played so far, but they have played well. They're 5-0 and coming into the game. Mm-hmm. So I don't like Georgia to cover in this game simply because Georgia has a lot of injuries. And it hurt them last week. Yeah, I'm gonna go Georgia 37-30. So I do like the over in this game. Okay, 37-30. So that's another high-scoring affair that I feel really confident about too. So we got double dogs. You know, and I'm just thinking a, a friend of mine, David DeFever, is walking by and waving at us. You know, it's a family atmosphere around Impact Sports, and that just makes me happy when I see the people that I've known all summer. So I just want to give a shout-out to David DeFever. He's here in the studio walking through. So now comes up to a – we're talking overs. I mean, here's an over-under at 76. It's the Oregon Ducks who are making a run. I'm sorry, Ohio State. The Oregon Ducks are making a run to the national championship, as far as I can tell. I think we saw last week, too. I'm just going to jump in uh-huh, and talk please. Ohio State real quick. Yeah. They're not as good as people think. Northwestern is a great team. Mm-hmm, Nothing mm-hmm. to take away from them, but I don't think they're, you know, national champion. They shouldn't be ne- like playing that well uh-huh. against a national contender. Yep. So, you know, I think Ohio State's going to have uh, some struggles from, he- you know, just 
moving forward. Yeah. Well, so Oregon is giving is giving up 13 and a half on the road at Washington. Oregon seems to score uh, the least they've scored this season is 55 at Cal when they wow. won 55-16. So, right away, and Washington likes to get up and down too. Uh, so this game's going to hit the 80s or 90s. I mean, we're talking about a 55-35 game. So really, I'm going to I'm going to go. I think that Washington's going to hold them to 51. So I'm going to go 51 to 31 in this one with with Oregon w- winning the game. But it's going to end at um, 82 is what I have. I'm with you. I like lots of points in this game more than anything as far as the spread goes. It'll be interesting to see if Washington can give Oregon a run for their money. They Oregon has not had a close game yet this year. Mm-hmm. They've just blown every team out of the water but Oregon is like Denver Broncos and NFL when you see them you just look at the over what is it and how far over are they going I like Oregon to win this game 57 40 57 40 so super duper shootout here all right this is good this is good see we're on the same page today I like this okay let's do um well let's keep going We're we're doing well okay Northwestern's getting 10 points on the road at Wisconsin I think Northwestern I mean you you're right. Maybe does that mean Ohio State is not a great team because they didn't blow at Northwestern? I think Northwestern had a legitimate shot to win. They're a pretty good team. They had a lead at halftime. So Northwestern, Wisconsin. I'm not picking Northwestern to win, but I'm going to pick Northwestern to keep it very close and lose by a field goal. Once again, over-under, going to get hit. So I'm going to go with Wisconsin 34-31 in this just because of what I've seen um, Northwestern putting points in the board. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm going to go ahead and agree with you again. Ten and a half just seems like a ridiculous amount. I, Wisconsin's at home, and they always play well in Camp Randall. Mm-hmm. Um, both of these teams, Wisconsin and Northwestern, played Ohio State relatively close, within 10 points. Uh, Wisconsin was at home. Uh, but 10.5 just seems like too much. I like Wisconsin to win by a field goal, just like you, 31-28. Cool, man, 31-28. All right, let me get this down. Okay, we got two more games. To, see, there are some exciting games on college football. Let me go with Texas A&M minus six at Ole Miss Rebels. Okay, and this one's got an over-under of 75. So Johnny Football is going to be zigging and zagging up the field on this one again. Yeah, and Ole Miss got shut out against Alabama, who, yeah, they have a great defense, Mm -hmm. but, you know, Texas A&M put up enough points against Alabama to make it interesting, so. Yeah. So, I mean, this one, I I, I actually think the 75 is too much because of, like, what you said. I mean, Ole Miss, Mississippi, I love that they're Ole Miss. But um, I I, I like Texas A&M going in and covering. I think Texas A&M, like I said before, is on their way to the Cotton Bowl. So uh, I like Texas A&M to go in and win by 10 points. I'm going to say that it's going to be 34-24 in that one, but it's going to stay under. I'm going to stay under, too. I'm going to go a little more 42-30. Texas A&M. Okay, wow. That's all right. 4230 A&M. All right, let me get this down in the books. All right, so let's uh, bust out one more, and then we're going to get to NFL, and that's the Michigan Wolverines at Penn State. Michigan, and we've talked about Penn State hasn't looked great this year. Michigan hasn't looked great, but Michigan beat Minnesota pretty badly last week. The over-under is 51, and Michigan is minus 2 on the road at Penn State. So what what do you think of this one? Is that a trap game? That seems very confusing to Mm -hmm. me, why Michigan would be... You know, just minus two. I think seven would be more appropriate in this one. Michigan has struggled, but it's still Michigan at Penn State. Michigan has some lofty expectations for the rest of the year. Yeah, I I don't think they're going to go in unprepared. I think Hoke is a he's a coach who's going to have those guys ready ready to go. Gardner's with each game, he's more experienced. The turnovers are a problem, but I don't see it costing him the game. I like Michigan to win this one by a touchdown, thirty-one twenty-four. 
Michigan. Now, here's where I just think Penn State really is not a good team this year. I think Michigan's going to go and clean their clocks out. I mean, really bad. I'm thinking... Even uh, on the road? I, even I on the road. Big Ten road games are so tough. I know, but it's it's one of those things where if Penn State can't even beat Indiana, no offense, Indiana, and we'll see what Michigan State can do to them. I'm just... I, I just don't... Th- I think Michigan has the ability to turn it on when they want to, when it matters. You know, a Connecticut or an Akron's going to keep them bored, but, but now they're in Big Ten play, so they're going to get to the 40s. This game I think is going to go over. So just like Indiana was 44-24, I'm going to go Michigan winning 45-24 in this one. This game's interesting just because it's Michigan's second road game of the year, and their first one was that Connecticut game. They only won by a field goal. So that it, it'll be interesting to see how they play on the road. You said Penn State will keep them interested. Yeah, it's a Big Ten game, but mm-hmm. I, I just don't think it's enough to get those guys ready to go and go in there and blow them out. They're not at home. Yeah, There's no reason to go in there and just blitz them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that wraps up our talking about college football for week seven. Let's get in. We got we got about ten minutes left on the show, so we want to we want to get to you a little bit of our NFL picks, which will be week six. And uh, like I said last week, uh, one thing that I knew for certain was that the Denver Broncos are going to put a lot of points on the board, and I I couldn't agree with that statement more this week. Uh, the the spread they're playing the the horrible Jacksonville Jaguars, the London Jaguars, as Ryan likes to call them. <laughs> the team that they look horrible. They look like they have a mistake helmet on their head. They look like they knocked the the helmet color off. The the game opened with Denver at home minus 28. It's now since gone down to 26 and a half. And this is an NFL professional game we're talking about. 28 and a half points. Wow. I mean yeah, yeah, 28 down to 26 and a half and the over under is only 52 and a half. So you're saying, "Well, what's the final score you're looking to be?" I mean, so all I know is Denver's probably going to hit a 50 burger as we like but, yeah. to say. Is is that over under for Denver? Yeah, is I, that I, just I, for Denver or are they just is it going to be is it going to be fifty-four nothing? Yeah, is that what the I, I really be? don't understand. But I, I like Denver. Just I'm going to keep riding them like Broncos are ridden by humans, <laughs> and I'm going to say that Denver's just going to put up a fifty burger. I'm going to go fifty-one to ten. I just they're just going to destroy so them. Really gonna, yeah, they're going to win by forty-one points. They're going to cover that, and they're going to keep being Denver. And Peyton Man is going to have four or five touchdowns. But the only question for this game is. Does Peyton just play a half? Is this another bye week for Denver? Sure. Do they just give their guys... Jacksonville looks so bad that Brock Osweiler can come in and run and let I... Sean Marino get... Can they get Kyle Orton back for a game? Yeah. Just... I mean... So, I mean, 50 is... If Peyton played the whole game, yeah, definitely. 50 points. Just with his age, the neck thing, it's Jacksonville. They mm-hmm. pose no threat, no to, threat to anybody in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, they're talking about them going 0 and 16. Yeah, I could so, see it. So, you know, maybe Denver wins that game 42 10. 42 10. Yeah. So you got it staying under by a half point. Yeah, I mean, just wow. We'll see. And that's bold. Yeah. And and next week when when Jacksonville wins the game thirty five nothing we're gonna go wait there's what sport no, is this now there's, no, there's way. no way yeah literally the twenty six and a half I'm not so sure about but the over under right. I'm gonna switch now okay. because you're right and I'm walking through this in my head and okay. under just seems ridiculous because okay. the Broncos have hit over in every game yeah. almost by themselves yes and now they're playing Jacksonville yeah tack on a field goal just forty five ten yeah okay good nice one yeah okay <laughs> let's talk about a couple more games here in the NFL the one that I think is. Uh, intriguing game is Green Bay Packers are minus three on the road at Baltimore. Green Bay looked pretty good against the Lions last week, but the Lions didn't have Calvin Johnson. They won 22-9. to That's at home. Baltimore needed a late field goal to beat Miami Dolphins. And they, they were down big early, yeah. too. That, 
yeah, Flacco's showing he, he they're three and two on the season. They're 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 turning a turn at the volume. So right away, I'm just going to come out quickly and say I like the Baltimore Ravens to win this by a field goal. So they're they're getting three three points at home, but I like Baltimore to win the game 24-21, which keeps it under at uh, it's the over under 48. I think it's going to be a little like th- that what they did last week. Baltimore is what they're going to keep doing. So I like 24-21 Baltimore. In this yeah, one. man, they just muck it up. I think what's so hard to tell from last week is how no one really knows how good the Dolphins are yet. Mm-hmm. I guess no one really knows how good the Packers are. They're or too- Baltimore. I mean, it's strange. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. So between the three of them, it's it's tough to tell. I like the Packers to go in there and win. Okay. Um, you know, this is such a tough game because if Flacco has his five picks again, you know, Green Bay runs up the score and right. wins huge, and that game goes over. But I like that game to be 24-17, Green Bay. All right, 24-17. All right, here's a local one, Ryan. Why don't you tell me what you think about this one? It's going to be Detroit Lions giving up two and a half points at Cleveland with an over-under 44. And here's another one. I have no idea. Yeah, Cleveland has been uncharacteristically winning and putting up points. Three, three and, in a row. You know, I've had the under. They played the Vikings. I had the under. And mm-hmm. I, whoever they, they had the br- well, last they, week or they, whatever. They beat the Browns in a low-scoring game, and then they beat Thursday night. Last Thursday, they beat the Buffalo Bills like 37-24. Yeah, so they've they've been scoring points. Uh, Detroit's played well this year, I think, le- last week. Is Kelvin back this week? Cause I'm not sure. If he's back, they'll win this game. Okay. Because uh, uh, Whedon's back, right? I, you know what? I, I'm really it, – it, these are two teams that I'll just check out the scores. No offense. <laughs> you, I'm in Michigan. I mean, but, uh, you know, more of a Chiefs guy and, you know. Uh, so. Detroit puts up points and so does Cleveland. I'll go uh, 34-31. And who's going to win that one? Detroit. Detroit, 34-31. To cover and go over. Wow, that's a that's a big score. All right, I'm going to do the opposite. This is what, and just, this is what's been on It's about time we disagree. This right. show's no fun if we okay. disagree. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking Cleveland's going to win another messy game. I think that it's just going to be kind of junky and disgusting. So I'm going to go with a 17-12 game for where Detroit scores a touchdown because I screwed this up earlier today when I was talking. Detroit's going to be down 17-6 and score a touchdown, go over two and miss it and lose. So I'm liking Cleveland to win their fourth in a row and uh, win 17-12 in a game that stays under. And this next one's interesting. Oakland Mm -hmm. goes to Kansas City. Kansas City has looked great this year, but that's nine points. Yeah, nine and a half now. It moved to nine and a half. Yeah, that's your Kansas City team. What do you got to say about that? Well, I do think Kansas City's going to win. Now, when you talk about trap games, this one worries me because Oakland did play pretty well last week at home and beat uh, San Diego in that super late night game. But uh, and nine, San Diego's yeah. record does not—that's not how they've played. They're not a two and three team. They're way better than that. Yep, yep. So I do like Kansas City to win. I Oakland has historically played Kansas City well on the road. I mean, so I'm kind of frightened a little bit, but but Kansas City's shown the ability to play really, really staunch defense. The over-under is 41 in this game. Kansas City loves to play that 26-16 type game yeah, where you're in a 33-34, right? So I'm going to just stick in that kind of range there. I'm going to say 24-17 to uh, 17 yeah, Kansas that's, City that's wins. that's what I had written down really? too, so... You want to go with that one? Yeah, I'm going to go 24-17. Chiefs always play well at home. I've, I've said mm-hmm. that every week, and I think this team is the real deal. There's been no flukes so far. They haven't you know, squeezed out any games. They've yep. gotten the job done. I just can't wait for them to play Denver, especially after last week. Denver yeah. seemed unbeatable for a while there, and Dallas showed 
you know, maybe they open the door for Kansas City to even win that division. Well, that one I'm not going to hold my breath about because Peyton Manning looks like he's a you know a Jedi master out there and he can and do he whatever is, he wants. But, you know, it it just takes one yeah. one or two wins, and all of a sudden, if Kansas City keeps taking care of business, they yeah. can. Uh, that, well, they're definitely going to sneak into the playoffs. I think. Now here's let's here's the final pick of the week for us here on Walk the Line. We're going to talk about uh, the final pick for NFL Week Six that we're going to do is the New Orleans Saints, who are undefeated in the season, looking strong at the New England Patriots. It's a 4 p.m. game start. And New England is minus one at home with an over under 50 and a half. And the thing is, New England has looked really great. And then they go into Cincinnati and put a stinker up. So, and just, New, New just Orleans looks great. Bad weather was the, you know, yeah. it snapped Tom Brady's streak of a thousand games with yeah, a touchdown exactly. or whatever it was. I mean, yep. he just, that man is incredible. And Drew Brees is the same way. Yep. So is this game going high scoring with those two? I definitely, it? I definitely think it's going to be high scoring. I mean, fifty and a half. I mean, there's so many ways to get there. Even a 31, 20, 21 game if New England wins by ten. But, but really, I'm looking for New Orleans to keep it rolling. I think they have Sean Payton back. He's he's a calming influence. There's something about that guy that they lack. You saw how poor they played last year without him, and now he's back and they're undefeated. So I think he just brings that extra intangible factor that makes the Saints the tough Super Bowl contender that they are right now. So I'm liking New Orleans to go in there, putting points on the board. New England as well. Let's go 34-28 New Orleans in that one. I like the over as well. I'm, I'm going to go 28-23. That puts it over by one. The Patriots played really well in Atlanta. I think that was a Monday night game. And because of that alone, I like the Patriots to, to beat the Saints this week. Time for that undefeated team to go down. All right. I mean, it's bound to happen. So, and, and just if I give a summary, I mean, we're looking at some really close games here just as far as talking about Green Bay. Baltimore's a good game. Detroit, Cleveland, we're not sure. I'm hearing a lot of points. That's what yeah, I'm Yeah, a lot of points, uh, really, honestly. Maybe we're just optimistic. We're just hoping for some uh, some shootouts. I'm going to tell you this right now. I want Denver to get up to the 50s because that's, that's the one I'm expecting and lots that game, from. That game, the over-under or even the spread is so hard because it, it really goes down to how long – does he keep those guys in and feels comfortable with them yeah. destroying Jacksonville? Yep, yep, exactly. So, all right, well, this this concludes Episode 6 of Walk the Line here at Impact Sports on Impact 89FM. My name is Dan Cryer, and uh, with me, as always, is Ryan Smith, as I like to say, my best bud, Ryan Smith. So, Ryan, uh, give a little uh, cheer, good cheer to the folks at home here before we depart. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. This is, like I said earlier, this is going to be the uh, the first or the most up-to-date show on the website coming in and yeah we so, can't wait hello to everyone listening and thanks for doing so and exactly when we we, we want to get get this up on fridays and have everybody ready so you can get uh, as, as equipped as you can for the games for the weekend uh, for the as we ride out the rest of the football season that's so, right yep so for me dan cryer that was ryan smith let me just uh play us on out of here let me scoot over here excuse me all right here i go With Dan and Ryan, you have just listened to Walk the Line. Peace. Take care, everybody. We'll see you later.